Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sensitive Ginger. Today I am going to be reading my ethics paper that I just got feedback on from my teacher. Um, I think that this is the best body of work that I have ever written and I feel like it's very powerful and somebody can connect to it or use it to change the way that they perceive the world. I don't know, I just feel somebody out there could benefit from hearing this. So here I am being vulnerable, sharing my essay with you guys. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy and I hope you learn something. I was born as Brittany Weeks. Pronouns, she, her. Race, white. Hair color, ginger. Eye color, green. The moment I was born, my social inheritance was daughter, sister, niece, granddaughter. I had curly hair and only loved my mom. I was the middle child at home. I lived with my older brother, younger brother, mom, and dad. One of the very first things I remember is watching my dad pack his belongings in his car and drive away. At the time, I was confused as to why my mom was crying so loud. I would later learn that my dad left us to continue his life with a different family. He had another son with that lady years before meeting my mom. For some reason, my dad likes to have two kids with every woman he meets. I assume that's why he left. My mom eventually found a new boyfriend who she would go on to date for nine years and eventually get married to. I remember when they first got together, we would go to church every Sunday. They started dating in Brighton, Colorado, and then a few years later, we moved from Brighton to Castle Rock, Colorado with him. My new social inheritance was girlfriend's daughter, new kid in school, and new neighbor. A year or so after we moved, we stopped going to church. I remember being so bored when I would sit there with my family, yet there was still some part of myself that loved a version of God I was told about over and over again. My mom was very religious. Even after we stopped going to church, she would tell us to pray, to believe that God will help us and that God has a plan for us. As I got older, I started questioning everything. God, gender, sexuality, relationships, all of it. The apartments in Castle Rock were, for a lack of other words, traumatizing. My older brother brought a lot of chaos into the house. He started sexually assaulting me at the age of seven or eight. This changed my entire life. At the time of the assaults, I didn't know what was happening and why it was wrong. I was manipulated and convinced that it was normal. This is an important part of how I became who I am because without having those horrible experiences, I wouldn't be so passionate about women's rights or movements like Me Too or educating people who just haven't had the opportunity to learn about injustices and scary things that people endure. Although I wish it never happened to me, it shaped me to rethink my environment and the people around me. Besides the assaults, there were lots of family fights. Lots. However, my little brother and I would go into the other room and just sit with each other, protect each other. We became so close throughout the chaos. This showed me that my younger brother will always be in my life and always have my back when I need him most. He has always been there to get me through the tears and heartache. It also taught me how to drown out background noise. However, I think this is where one of my triggers come from. Whenever someone even slightly raises their voice, it makes my body and mind panic. I hate being yelled at, probably because I heard my entire family yelling and screaming at me and each other most of my kid and teenage years. My family was not perfect. 
My mom taught me what it meant to be a girl. I forced myself to wear dresses and makeup and like boys, but when I had sleepovers, I would want to kiss the girls. I actually ended up kissing a few. When I realized that I was not straight, I asked my friends if they still wanted to be my friend, even though I was bisexual. Luckily, my fifth grade friends were pretty woke. One day when we were at recess, my boyfriend broke up with me. I was devastated, so not fully knowing what a lesbian was, I made an impromptu lesbian club with my friends. I thought it just meant we don't date boys ever again. I didn't think it meant that you wanted to date girls. Somehow, the word about this club spread fast during recess and the teachers heard about it. The assistant principal called us into a room to talk to us. I don't remember the teacher's exact words, but to summarize, she told us this was wrong and we can't make clubs like this. It was inappropriate and not okay. Most of what I can remember was me crying. I'm pretty sure I dissociated most of the conversation. All I can clearly remember is she is homophobic. They ended up calling our parents and I was terrified to go home. When my mom came home, she busted through my door screaming. She asked me if I quote unquote, want to be a carpet muncher. Why would someone say something like that to their child who was clearly going through something within their identity and or sexuality? This situation as a whole showed me how as kids, gender and sexuality is policed by the adults in our life. It showed me how unaccepting and homophobic people can be, even the ones we think would never judge us. It conditioned me to be afraid of how my parents would react to something I'd do or ask them. After this situation, my new acquired social inheritances were bisexual classmate, bisexual daughter, bisexual sister, heartbroken child. These experiences exposed me to roles I inhabited in my life that were constantly changing. These are a few examples of pivotal moments in my childhood. Since these events, I have grown within my identity, and I have become a different person who is slowly growing to love themselves. Many situations in our life give us the skills we need for specific practices, but sometimes we just learn those skills on the spot. In high school, I had a few different practices, theater, wrestling, and photography. Theater was an escape from my life my freshman and sophomore year. I was in a musical when we lived in Castle Rock. Acting helped me cope with the daily shenanigans at home. My family and I ended up moving the summer before my sophomore year. Once we got to our new town in Centennial, I thought if I joined theater at this school, I would find my group of people. I would feel at home. But I didn't. I never did. Coincidentally, one of my classmates started talking to me about joining the wrestling team. I thought she was joking with me at first, but she was completely serious. I joined and with some work, I knew that I could grow to love it. I wrestled until my junior year of high school. It was my favorite thing to do. If COVID didn't happen my senior year, I would have joined the wrestling team one last time. I worked out a lot and got so fit. I was also doing photography sophomore through senior year. These two practices really changed me into the person I am right now. Wrestling was a safe place. I made goals and I pushed my body to become super muscular and strong. Photography helped me express myself. My senior project was a portfolio of injustices I believed needed to be fixed. It came together so beautifully. One of my pieces won an award, and I was so proud of myself. I also won Most Improved Wrestler Award during my junior year. It made me feel so much joy seeing all the work I put into these practices, and it was being noticed. Wrestling taught me to be persistent. When you work hard and work on your skills every day, you can become great at the practice you want to persist. 
Photography taught me creativity. It taught me that my voice is important and I can make a real difference with the artwork I create. I can reach people who feel that they need to be heard for once. I've always been put into the role of social justice warrior, so I stopped caring about what my school would think about a picture of my underwear with the words not consent. Of course, we all know the excuse. High schoolers aren't ready for that type of conversation. So I couldn't present it in our art showcase, but it still was something people saw from time to time. It was one of my favorite pieces. I love being able to make people think about the things they are saying or doing. My college practice consists of being comfortable in my identity. After a long and hard thought process, I changed my name to Rue. Not legally, but I will soon enough. I use they, them pronouns, and my sexuality as of right now is queer. It has been really hard accepting myself and then in return being okay with others not being able to see me for who I am. I didn't realize how much of a touchy subject gender was until I changed my pronouns and respectfully asked others to respect my identity. I didn't realize how gendered this world was until I took a step back and actively listened to the language people use to describe others. I consider this my current practice because I am constantly learning and teaching others. I am constantly wanting to better educate myself and those who want to learn more. It has been really hard coming out to myself as non-binary. It feels like I constantly have to hide my true identity from those around me until they are ready to hear that I'm not the person they have been creating in their head. It's scary to think about, but I know with time, those who are meant to be in my life will understand. This leads me to my telos. My telos is to be able to be open and free about who I am and where I'm going. To be an activist and entrepreneur. To be able to inspire and teach others about anything related to LGBT people. I'm tired of hearing about stigmas and stereotypes, and I'm tired of people using the excuse, that's just how I was raised. I'm tired of people thinking they can use their white colonizer thoughts to get rid of queer people. We will not back down. We are here and we are queer, and if someone has a problem, they need to stop reflecting their issues and internalized homophobia at others. Let people live and be free. My end quest is to be a social justice influencer. My gender practice opened me up to a new realm of hurt. I will not back down. I'm done being quiet about who I am in order to protect others' feelings and ego. In order to get to where I want to be, I have to work on some virtues that will help me be the best version of myself. Virtues like confidence, patience, thinking on your feet, or even thinking ahead of time. I need to learn to care less about what others are thinking of me and more about what I'm thinking of myself. My journey is far from over, and I'm so happy to see where it will lead me. Life has shown me that even though you can go through some trauma, you can address it and then work through it. Self-awareness is one of the most important things that have shaped me into the queer person I am. I'm proud of how I've chosen to better myself from bad experiences. Anyone can with the right virtues and telos in mind. I am now Rue Weeks. Pronouns, they, them. Race, white. Hair color, depends on the day. Eye color, green. Confidence is key when you're trying to fight off bigots. I'm still learning how to master that one myself, but I know that with time, it will come. That is the end of my paper. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you heard something that you resonate with or you learned something new. I hope you have an amazing day. Love yourself and love others. Goodbye.